The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Greetings, beautiful joy friends. I love you all. I hope you had a fabulous week learning about yourselves and your ipso facto switch. And before we move on to other aspects of joy training and raising our vibration, I want to share with you some very close friends of mine because I love a lot of the analogies they use in their coaching practice, the ways they approach these first skills that you've been building on. Remember last week we talked about how every time you hear a time-honored, deeply spiritual truth from some different angle, different perspective, it just adds to the puzzle so that that kerklunk can land ever more solidly right in your heart, right like we've been working on. And these two precious, precious friends of mine bring such a joyful, wise approach to understanding why you can't believe your thoughts, understanding that it's okay to embrace and feel all of your feelings fully, understanding how we all make lemons out of lemonade. And one of the things I love most about them is that they've taken up the mantle of helping young people live in this expanded paradigm. They teach these principles in schools, which is so valuable, such important work for moving humanity in this direction that we all need, we all know it needs to go in. So if any of you are involved in any way in schools, you'll definitely want to follow up with them for sure. Welcome, welcome, my beautiful friends, Andy and Lee Valelli of Shift Happens. Hi, thank you so much for having us, Lisa. Ah, I love you. I love you. This is going to be so much fun. So much fun to talk about all this together. So I, you, you guys know that I love your snow globe thing. This analogy that you do with the snow globe is in perfect keeping with what my listeners have been practicing. And I know they can't see you in this format, so you can't shake a snow globe for them. But we all know what that looks like. So maybe you can just sort of verbally take us through that. Ali's got one right there. Sorry, you can't see it, y'all. <laughs> Whichever of one of you wants to take that. Explain to us oh, the snow globe. Yeah. Do you want to yeah, the, the snow globe is the perfect analogy of, of how our mind works. And the, the myth is that we need more information or we need to 
do something or create something or or start to think so much strongly about what we're doing when when you look at the snow globe though that's like trying to put more of the snow into the globe and what we want to do is the complete opposite and what we we like to say is the the stop analogy if you imagine when you when you're crazy and your head's going crazy like a snow globe you think of the the big stop sign and you put a big stop there ah, and that's probably just enough time because it only takes a split second for their snow globe to start to drop down and then we go into a much quieter way of thinking a quieter state most of us run around shaking the snow globe and it's so innocent we don't know that we're doing that but we have the ability just like when you turn a snow globe over and it settles naturally we have that ability naturally to settle as well when we like lee said we just stop trying to put more information in we just let our mind settle we see that we have wisdom and that wisdom is always with us it's not something that we have to go out and get it's more of an uncovering of what's already naturally there so I, I think the snow globe is a great, um, it's a great metaphor for, for how we run through life. Because, you know, in essence, you wouldn't go outside and try to wipe off your windshield when there's a blizzard going on. But that's what we do in life. There's like a blizzard in our mind and we're trying to fix it, fix, fix it, fix it. But if there was a blizzard going on, we would wait for the blizzard to settle. And then we would go out and wipe off our windshield. So that's a great analogy for a healthier way to be in the world is to notice that when our minds are really busy, it's okay, it's normal, allow it to settle. The less we make of it, the the more chance we have to just, um, it will settle faster, right? The less we make of it, just let it settle and wisdom will come through. We'll know what to do if there's something to do. I love that. Okay, we like to, to sort of incorporate things as we go along. So I'm going to give everybody just a moment to imagine your thoughts as a snow globe and just see if you can notice the thoughts settling. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. All right. I did it. I hope you all did it. I hope you felt that. I always like you to do little bits of practice along the way in this Do Joy podcast. We're not here to learn about joy. We're here to do it. And I'm so glad, Andy, that um, that you talked about that inner voice because that's right where we are right now and, and why I knew this would be a great time to pull you all in. My listeners who have been following sequentially have been working with a different practice every week. I call it the joy bomb. And they get to take that joy bomb into their week as a home play assignment. And one of the primary understandings that we've been practicing is that they don't have to believe their negative thoughts and feelings. So we're to the point now where we're working on differentiating those false voices from our true inner knowing. 
because naturally there are going to be times when a negative thought about something is coming from our, our deeper true inner knowing to let us know to make a change, shift direction. So I wanted you to talk about the snow globe because it's such a great way to get into that right space for beginning to make that distinction. And what I'd love now is for you to expand on how you make that distinction. How do you sort out the conflicting voices in your head to know which thoughts should not be trusted as valid because they're so colored by past beliefs and perceptions? And which voice is the voice of our true inner knowing? What what tricks do y'all have for making that distinction? You want me to go ahead? Uh, well, we'll, we'll both, uh, we're both going to say the same thing, but um, it's funny because this just came up with a client of mine and, and when our, when we're feeling uncomfortable and our minds are busy, we, we liken it to a traffic light. We're in the red. Okay. We know when we're in the red because we're not feeling good. We're feeling sad or depressed or angry or anxious or frustrated. You know, those are feelings that are in the red. When we're in the red, we cannot trust our thinking. It's it's our bandwidth is constricted when we're in the red. When we are in the green, just like a traffic light green means go, we can trust that wisdom. So when we're in the green, we're in a clear state of mind. And what I've noticed is our wisdom will just be a very quick, I'm snapping my fingers, a very quick knowing. It doesn't have a whole long backstory to it. You know, it's it's not a novel. It's just a very quick knowing. So for me, that that's the distinction between what is my wisdom telling me don't go there or go there? And what is the whole story? Don't go there because this and that and so and so, you know, that's that's coming from, you know, my, my personality or my ego or my made up self. But that knowing is coming from my wisdom. Would and, you like to? And I would say that um, also what I have found um, is that when we trust our voice, it, it's a very, there's very few can actually trust their voice. I know that sounds strange, but when, when I'm tapping into my wisdom and what I've found with my clients is that some yes, it can be the voice. They can distinguish the difference. However, a lot of the times it's much better to look for that feeling and that will be a better indicator. I mean, the other part, as you said, Andy, is if there's a big, long story, you know, oh, heck no, that's not it. <laughs> I mean, the age-old thing is, is your inner voice or your true self doesn't think you suck. So if, if the voice is saying, you idiot, you've done this or whatever, you know that that's not it. What's actually it is going to be very, in a sense, uh, neutral. It's not going to be necessarily joyful because the joy comes from within, but the, the GPS is not necessarily joyful, but it's definitely also not in a negative tone. It's in a very neutral tone, which, which gives you that knowing. This is why we say, I just know. I, I can't tell you why. I just know. It's because it has a neutrality to it. And once you start, as obviously you, you and your um, uh, listeners are doing and, and learning, once you start to notice this, oh my gosh, it starts to get really simple, actually. Very simple. Now, not necessarily simple, simple to act on it because <laughs> we still have our habits and so on, but very simple to distinguish which is which. 
And also, there's not a justification. That was the one thing that I wanted to bring up. You know, if we're justifying why we're doing something, you know, that's, again, coming from the personality, not coming from our, our wisdom. Yeah, they always say that we buy with emotion and then we justify with logic. Well, we do that with our, <laughs> with our thinking, too. We start, we start buying into our thinking with emotion and then we justify it with logic. So. <laughs> beautiful yes those are all of the the tricks that we do in joy school and i wanted you to bring your beautiful perspective to it so that just cements it for us that has absolutely absolutely been my experience and um and it is can be something that's a little bit intangible and hard to put words to but you you put those words to it exactly as i knew you would beautifully thank you so much <laughs> So let's see, another concept that I know is big in the 3P structure that y'all teach from is yeah. that, that consciousness is this ever unfolding, sort of beautiful, ever flowing. There's, um, you know, it's not like we just arrive one day and say enlightenment check. It's, it's this ongoing process. I think that Michael Neal has an elevator analogy. I'd love for you to talk about that if you if you'd care to, because that's what we're we're all doing here together in, in this podcast and what we do in Joy Schools. Wherever we are, we can get to a better level, and every level level is richer and has more joy and more potential for um, for being that inner being that we all are. Well, it it appears to me as though consciousness is what we're made of. We are consciousness experiencing consciousness in the form of life that's that's the way it looks to me and um i love the elevator analogy it makes so much sense it just it helps our logical mind actually get a better feel for what our our experience um and to me it also looks like bandwidth like when my bandwidth is constricted um i'm not aware of awareness, let's put it that way. So the, the analogy that Michael Neal uses is like, if you're on the first floor of an elevator, I like to say if we're in New York City and you're on the first floor of an elevator, you know, you, you walk out and all you can see is what's, you know, in front of you, behind you, to the right and to the left. So you're not really aware of, of what's around, you know, and then you go up to the fifth floor and suddenly you go out and look out the window and you're like, oh, cool. I'm in a little neighborhood. This is this is neat. There's a pizza shop. And oh, I had no idea. There's a dry cleaner down the street. Fantastic. OK, great. I didn't realize that when I was on the first floor. I had no idea there was a dry cleaner here. Then you, you go up to the top of the building and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm on an island. Look at me. It's Manhattan. And who knew there's the Hudson River and, you know. It's a whole different perspective when you're up on the top floor because there's things that you had no idea were available to you, right? So that to me looks like what's available to us when we are experiencing an expanded consciousness. Um, when we get all caught up in our thinking and our mind gets super messy, you know, we're on the first floor and we're just not aware of what's right in front of us. You know, it's, it's like being in a warehouse and the lights are out and you've just got this tiny little fixed flashlight and all the flashlight can see is like you know an old cd from the 80s you know <laughs> i'm dating myself but that's all that the flashlight can see Especially you can see where they, my mind is they didn't have cds in the 80s <laughs> oh they didn't <laughs> anyway so um anyway that's all you know it looks like well that's all that's in the warehouse and then you know suddenly someone comes in and turns on the lights and there's enough furniture to furnish a hotel you know but you don't realize that when the lights are out, you just aren't aware of what's there. So that's 
that's what it looks like to me. It looks to me like we're already everything that, that because we are made of all that is. And we just get super caught up in this humanness and super caught up in our personalities and super caught up in our made up rules. And, and that sort of keeps our snow globe very, very busy and very, very full. And again, when we just, you know, fall back into our nature, the world expands on its own. We don't have to do anything to experience it. It's more, uh, it's a being, it's, it's an allowing ourselves to be that which we are to, you know, to, to experience the, the essence that's observing our experience, you know, that's probably way out there, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's right, right in the wheelhouse, right on target. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, and for me, it's, it's, as you said, I love the, the idea of the expansion. And sometimes when we think of, say, an elevator, a lift, you know, we're thinking of how we need to, like, work the mechanics to get this lift lifted up. Whereas for me, it's, it's the complete opposite. It's we all have absolute consciousness. We all are actually fully enlightened we are fully we have everything that we need and in actual fact it's 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 the work of getting out of our own way taking i mean i love the idea of the the river flowing and we've got these boulders in there and all we need to do is get rid of the boulders because the river flows our our consciousness flows our consciousness is all encompassing we don't need to get to a higher consciousness. We need to allow ourselves to get out of the way so we naturally just rise mm. into that consciousness. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, um, an air balloon. And we just take off the, the strings or, well, strings, okay, the ropes. But <laughs> we take away the ropes and our, and our, our expansion our consciousness naturally rises. Such a beautiful thing to realize that it's us that's making this so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's our funny? it's our made up self that's getting in the way. Yeah. yeah. Way of experiencing more joy. Yeah. Right? It's Every already time. there. It's already there. Which is so um so lifting by itself. It's lightening the load by itself, just knowing that it's not something we need to get to, it's something we need to just allow ourselves to naturally go there. Absolutely. I love all the analogies that, that you guys bring to it because that's what makes all of these concepts, I think, really land for people and come alive. Everybody's going to relate to a different, whether it's the hot air balloon or the boulders or you just came up with like a whole mess of them in there. And keeping those little images in our minds, I think, is what makes this learning accessible because we all know it's not about hearing it and intellectually agreeing. It's about bringing it into that red hot moment in our lives when there's something to resist, when we're having a thought that, that is upsetting or something out there is upsetting, you know, that that's when these, these little tricks come in handy. Yeah, and, and different, I mean, we're, we're constantly like hearing different things and we're like, oh, wow, and it just sort of like knocks it open another level, you know what yes. I mean? You yes. just hear something and it just knocks it open. Because again. it's experiential, yeah. it's, it's just not intellectual. 
Absolutely. So is, is, is there anything else that you all have in your personal arsenal when that unwanted circumstance, I'm doing my air quotes with my fingers, when that um, undesirable emotion surfaces or that unwanted circumstance presents itself? Any other uh, tricks that I haven't thought to ask you about that you use to, to rise up in the elevator and see it from that elevated perspective? Well, you know, I, what, what's been hot for me at the moment, <laughs> because this is like, you know, this is the big thing. It's like, we are afraid to feel, you know, we're afraid to feel sad. We're afraid to feel those emotions. We don't have to be afraid of them because it's energy. It's energy moving through us. Now we don't like it. Even when I'm in a bad mood and I'm feeling yucky, you know, it doesn't, because I know it's energy moving through me, doesn't make it more, you know, palatable. I still don't enjoy it. However, what's been really like this aha for me in the moment was noticing, allowing that emotion to run through me, just allowing it to move through me. I'm thinking of that roomy poem, The Guest House. Mm-hmm. Just I read that on this podcast a few episodes ago. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's such a, it's the perfect description of our human experience. Allowing the energy to move past without attachment to the story. So without any judgment to it, without giving it I'm feeling bad because. So when we let go of the story behind the emotion, it's just energy. And that's where the magic is. It's allowing that energy to move through us without the story behind it. Letting go of that story, just dismissing it and allowing the energy to move through. That's where the magic is. Because if we ignore it, we're just suppressing it. And if we give it rage, we're giving it more energy. So there's got to be some sort of, there's got to be a middle ground. And that's, and this has just come up recently where I'm really seeing it. I know, Lee, that you've seen it, you know, that you've tr- sort of been trying to show this to me, like, hey, this is where it is. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And just recently, it's like, oh, I get it. I can feel that emotion, allow that emotion to move through me without the story of the why, the, this, without labeling the emotion, this emotion is. Just feeling that the energy of the emotion moving through. And it's, amazing i've had this experience recently and it was just such a whoa to see that the story was irrelevant yeah. it was irrelevant yeah really and, cool and that that's where i would go with it is is content any form of content like if i had a pain in my knee and i'm 14 years old i think that was because i was playing football if if i'm 34 years old I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, I pulled it. Oh, sorry, like if I'm 14, I should say I I had growing pains, right? Mm. Whereas if I'm 34, I'm thinking, oh, I played it, you know, doing some crazy CrossFit or some crazy stuff. But if I'm 44 or 54, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, have I got arthritis? It's the same pain. It's just the story that we put to it. But if we just notice that we got a pain in the knee, Right? We can uh, actually just deal with the pain or, or whatever it is or put up with the pain or whatever. So it is the story. It's the content. When we take away the content and just allow what is, that will very, very gradually just dissipate. And the more we do it, the quicker it dissipates. You know, it's it, the more we can just allow the feelings and look for those feelings and not fear those feelings 
but not go into those feelings as in go into the story of and oh it was way back when listen we've all got traumas we've all got uh things that we could go back into our past and really investigate but what if we just investigated the feelings and not had to investigate all of the stories and all the content that goes with it wow we would be able to get through decades of trauma in a matter of a few minutes that's such a great example of separating the event from the meaning that we ascribe to the event. That's one of the things we've been working on. That was a great example of that. And I've heard you guys use an analogy that, that I had uh, read in a Wayne Dyer book a long time ago about that the sun is always shining behind the clouds and the clouds are always moving and the sun isn't always going to be shining on us because we have these clouds get in the way, but we know it's always there and we know that it's just a matter of and, and the one thing I, I, I would like to add, and, and, and I feel that it's sometimes missed in this understanding, because it's so easy when we're feeling good and we're talking about spiritual practice that, oh, I see. So what it is, I, I, so it's just my story. When you're in it, that's a whole different ball game. When the story is playing, it's so easy for us now to say, yeah, yeah, you just realize it's a story. But when you're in it, whole different story, right? So a simple technique is to interrupt the pattern. And you interrupt the pattern in any way, shape or form. Once you can get that little bit of, oh my gosh, I'm in the story, to interrupt the pattern in some way. How do you interrupt the pattern? Well, if you can count, can you count from 10 minus 6? to the point of 34. Now that makes no sense what? whatsoever, but it's completely interrupted your pattern, hasn't it? <laughs> it's as simple as that. You can do anything. I usually shout at people. I get slapped occasionally, but I, I shout at people and, and that interrupts their pattern. And, and it's anything, anything at all. You could take a sip of water. You could do anything whatsoever just to interrupt that pattern. Then, what we're talking about then comes into effect. But it's a very, it's a very um, simple, yet a lot of times it's missed, that when we're in the story, this is why so many people get lost in this. They think, well, I don't know why I can't do this. Well, this is why, because listen, we know it's a story, but it has been the story that you've lived in your entire life. So, for us to just say, hey, it's just a story. It's no big deal. And yeah, it, it's a really big deal because that's all we've ever known. So why do we spin in? And this is why we say, as, as, as you said perfectly, Lisa, is that it's experiential. It's intellectually we get it, but what about in the heat of the moment? And that's where we really want to make the change. So when we interrupt that pattern, even it might even be a you know an exercise to write down things that you could do i remember tony robbins uh came up with a <laughs> it's a terrible one but i'm going to tell you anyway um he said that if you want to lose weight and you sit and you see yourself eating too much you stand up from the chair and point to the to the the food and go big 
I mean, I don't expect you to do that one, but but it's anything that would be crazy. You might say in your mind, like, oh, my, you know, like think of a, a, a word or a, an expression or, you know, it's like, oh, it's a movie. You know, you could say that in your mind or you could say, uh, you know, leave the content, whatever it might be. Think of ways that you could interrupt your own pattern. Then put the rest into into practice because that is super 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 powerful i agree that's how we can snap into the observer state that we've been trying to work on and when you're really sucked into that story it's impossible to pull up into that observer state so if you have a tool like that in your back pocket to just whip it out and when i say this code word or do this crazy thing that lee talked about then i'm going to be able to observe what's going on, the dynamic that's happening, and then I can choose to subscribe to the thoughts that go along with it or to subscribe to better feeling thoughts. That's great, beautiful. I love getting to speak to totally brilliant friends in this capacity and share brilliant people with my listeners. Tell everybody how they can find you, what you're up to, what's coming up with Andy and Lee. Yay. (laughs) Well, you can find us at shifthappens.global. That's our website, Shift happens stop global very clever uh, <laughs> and you can find out what we have coming up we are planning a retreat for january we don't have our dates yet but the retreat will um this will be the topic of the retreat it will be for a full weekend just of immersion in getting more familiar with that observer self so that life happens but we're not suffering through it we're not attached to what's happening we're experiencing it from the space of the observer um, just makes things easier because life's going to happen around us and things are going to happen that we don't like. And the more that we understand the temporary nature of our feelings and our experience, you know, the, the better, the better it is, the better it is for in all aspects of our life. Um, and yeah, you can get in touch with us there and see what else we have coming up. We do a lot of work uh, with teens as well. So if you want to learn more about our programs, please email us and you can get to our emails from our website. And we just appreciate so much this opportunity to speak with you and your audience and have these cool conversations that, that we love to have. We love to just hang out and have this conversation. This is our joy for us. We we get together. We have, you know, a little treat to snap on. This is what we talk about. This is what we talk about. This is just how geeky we are. I don't know that everyone needed to know that this is how geeky we are, but this is what lights us up. So. It's okay. (laughs) Pleasure to be with y'all. Thank you. We love you so much, Lisa. Thank you. Love you. Okay, darling love bugs. I think we know what our Joy Bomb home play will consist of this week. I want you to decide what you will do as a pattern interrupt. If you've been following along, you have a pretty good idea by now which erroneous beliefs are mucking up your filter messing with your experience of reality. You know what your ipso facto switch does, how it's limiting you from seeing the world from the more expanded viewpoint of those higher floors, higher up in that elevator. So this week, when you catch yourself giving attention to any of those false joy-robbing thoughts, you're gonna hold up that stop sign in your brain or say that word you come up with, 
again, probably in your brain. If you're by yourself or in your car, it might feel satisfying to say it out loud. But in lots of scenarios, I imagine it will be a word that you declare internally. You could come up with any pattern interrupt that feels right to you. I had a client once who liked to pinch herself on her hand. Just don't hurt you. Be loving with you always. Come up with something you can do that'll shift you out of those habituated patterns of thought, those patterns that are dragging down your vibration and your access to your joy. This is exciting. You're training yourself to untether those lines that are holding down your hot air balloon. Your cork wants to float, darling. All we're doing is finding and eliminating all that's holding it down. Thank you for being here and doing this work with me. I cherish you. I'd always love to hear how you're doing with these practices. You can let me know through my website at lisamaccord.com or at my Facebook page, Lisa McCord Author. I always love hearing from you. Have a beautiful week, sweet friends. Much love. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation 
with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.